Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Friday, April 14th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Big West Commissioner Dan Butterly tells Extra Points as Matt Brown that while much has been made of the NCAA possibly bidding out the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament as a standalone property, now may be a suboptimal time to negotiate media rights for the sports that have been tied in with it. In addition to the Pac-12 Conference's challenges in securing a media rights package, Butterly notes, if ESPN is potentially going to lay workers off, RSNs are going bankrupt, and other firms are tightening their belts, is this exactly when you want to take smaller properties to market? Brown adds, figuring out how to balance the need to maximize women's basketball revenue, how to maximize revenue potential for FCS, softball, and other sports and the need to make all championship broadcast experiences accessible and high quality is a complicated balancing act. It may depend on if the NCAA is willing to take on some production costs for smaller championship events, if new linear partners enter the marketplace, and how much risk the individual conferences are comfortable with. The D1 dossier for the AD opening at Elon is now available for review. The Phoenix have collegiate sports associates assisting with its search process. Maine AD Jude Killey on his use of a dossier said, it really helped me consolidate some research. I don't know how many hours, or days, of research it saved me from finding information to the right links, but it was hours at a minimum and probably a day or two in total. The athlete Sam Khan believes SMU is well-positioned for the future whether it receives an invite to the Pac-12 or not. And Mustangs football head coach Brett Lashley agrees, pointing out the team played TCU to within a touchdown last season. And with a soon-to-be expanded college football playoff, even remaining in the AAC means the team has a pathway to a national championship that might not have existed before. Lashley said, Tulane won our league last year and went to the Cotton Bowl. Well, in a 12-team playoff, that would have been, oh, you're in the playoff. That opportunity is there if you can win our league, and I don't think that's going to change. The bottom line is we have to break through and win a championship. Adding to SMU's momentum, the Mustangs received a $3 million gift from university trustee Richard Ware that will go toward the Gary Weber End Zone Complex at Gerald J. Ford Stadium. Ponies AD Rick Hart said, Richard Ware has given back to SMU in so many ways, with his time, with his energy, and with his financial resources. We are grateful to see him join several others who have made principal and major gifts to the Weber End Zone Complex. This priority project accelerates the progress and momentum of SMU athletics. Dayton AD Neil Sullivan is the latest leader to sound off on NIL saying, it's outrageous and out of control. That's the best way I can say it. I guess I'll be really blunt about it. There are very few NIL rules and regulations, but to the NCAA's credit, if there is much credit to give, there are a couple clear rules that are written in what I call fifth grade plain English. One of those is that recruiting conversations between boosters, collectives and prospects are just not allowed. Coaches can't coordinate to have a kid in the portal talk to a collective. It's just flat not allowed. It's a lot of winks and nods and backdoor reach-outs and coaches saying, well, I didn't tell that booster to reach out. Coaches are type A personalities. I can assure you that other people are not doing their recruiting for them without their input. 
the tenures of college presidencies continue to get shorter, according to the American Council on Education's American College President Study, which found that on average, presidents held their positions for 5.9 years, a decrease of 2.6 years from 2006. Furthermore, presidents were 60 years old, on average, the same as they were in 2006, and men outnumbered women 2 to 1. Slightly over 1 in 4 identified as people of color, and 55% indicated they planned to leave their current positions in the next five years. The report also found that half of presidents took a traditional path to the job, rising through faculty ranks or another academic route, while the share of presidents who'd held a position outside of higher ed in their last job fell by 6 percentage points, since 2016, to 9%. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Friday, April 14th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.